Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week we're celebrating because Z is for season finale. I've invited some podcast favorites back to play three rounds of silly games and wrap up what's been an amazing season. As always, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod, and feel free to leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, we're starting off this game night celebration with some of your podcast favorites, James Reddington, Daniel Gustina, and Sally Bizzuto. Enjoy! Hi, everyone! Woo. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello again. We knew how much you wanted to see us again, so we came back. I know. I'm so excited to have all of you back because uh, James and Sally, you were kind of like in the initial early stages of this podcast. James starting it off with talking about how A was for Amy Adams and other additional actresses or other amazing actresses. And how Sally, you were talking about how D is for drag queens. And then we have Daniel Gustina, which the listeners just um, got an earful about how Y was for the YMCA and other gay anthems. So basically what I'm saying is all three of you just talk about really gay things, and I'm happy to have you in Mm -hmm. one space. We're happy to fill this space. Yes. I feel feel seen in this space. (laughs) We're pleased to be in this class. Yes. Yes. Okay. So speaking of class, we're going to do some learning. So, um, but I really just want to hear about how have you guys been since we've last talked? James and Sally, it was like, what, 15 years ago since I talked to you last? Yeah. So many years. So much has happened. So many seasons of Drag Race have happened, Sally, since we've talked. Girl, I know. I know. We have so, we can't even get into it. There's so much. There's so much. Uh, and James, the Oscars happened, ad- more additional actresses. It's crazy. Yes, the Oscars did happen. Um, your uh, your year-long obsession with Michelle Yeoh winning an Oscar finally came true. I, thought, really I feel did. like almost every conversation I had with you last year was like, every time I was, I was like, Adam, how are you doing? You'd say something like, Oh, I'm great, but I just really want Michelle Yeoh to win an Oscar. <laughs> it's true. A true. Especially when, like, the BAFTAs happened. Uh, I was like, Kate better not win. I'll be very upset. And hey, Michelle, she became everything, everywhere, and all at once. Every Oscar, everywhere, all at once. They really did. They kind of swept. And I think Michelle yeah. Yeoh deserves every single Oscar, even if she wasn't nominated. Agreed. In multiple universes, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One where the mm-hmm. Oscar is just like a Tide pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. And Daniel, <laughs> it's been eons since we've last talked. It's been a whole week. Um, how right. how has how have things been? Well, you know, I started uh, a new business mm-hmm. in that past week, I, a new venture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a child that's now going to college since then Mm. uh what else um yeah it's been i've been you know not too busy but just you know trying to keep up you know i get it in this fast taste fast-paced environment we call show i get it i get it the showbiz girl it's it's tiring you know really hustling out here and i hope that everyone has been listening to that amazing playlist that daniel put uh specifically for our podcast it's amazing it's been a huge success. It's a huge success. T, the, the episode has not been published yet, but I'm sure it'll be amazing. It's a huge success. We all know that 
thanks to Michelle Yeoh, it is connected to all the universes everywhere so mm-hmm. we can predict and know right. that it is, it is already successful, period. Period. Right. Yeah, I fired up the quantum computer and it came up with an algorithm of success. Yeah, so, and who yeah. knew that Kylie Minogue had such an influence on the quantum realm? I knew. Yeah, well, she invented it. Yeah, she invented it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think we all knew. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, we're all Kylie yeah. stands. And so, okay, so speaking of kind of multiverses, um, my favorite part of all the podcasts have been when I get to come up with a silly little game for all of my guests to play. And so I thought for our season finale, because I didn't want to come up with a letter for Z, I thought that we would do a little bit of a game night because everyone here knows I love a game night. Uh, where we kind of play riffs on games that we had already played or have to do with like new topics that um, we've talked about in other podcasts. Are you guys game for a bit of a game night? Oh, you know we are. Ugh, slay. Okay, and so I kind of have a game um, kind of dedicated to each one of you and what we talked about, but it's an all play. It's an all skate. Grab on your skates. You can all skate around the rink. Um, and yeah, I think we can just kind of have a little, little game night menagerie here. All right. Okay. So James, this first game, because you were our first guest, this game is kind of about what we talked about. Famously, we played a game called Amy or Adams, where I had a fact and you had to name, uh, if it was a reference to a famous Amy or a famous Adam. It went off like gangbusters. Everyone loved it. Yeah, and I got them all correct. I'm pretty you got sure. them all correct. You're famous for knowing yes. the names of people and famous facts. Um, yeah. And I'm putting that to the test again. So I think we could all play uh, a game inspired by our mutual love of Christina Ricci, which we talked about. This game is called Chris or Tina. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a fact about a famous Chris, Tina, or twist Christina. And we have to figure out <laughs> which one of those it applies to. Are you guys game? Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, James, because this is in um, homage to your episode, we're going to start with you. Um, is this fact about a famous Chris, Tina, or Christina? The fact is, the Finnish doom metal band Reverend Bazaar, their song Goddess of Doom is a tribute to them. Wait, is is a tribute tribute to who, is that what you said? Is a tribute to either a Chris, Tina, or Christina. Oh, okay, yes. Um, Well, good thing I'm super familiar with uh, both the band Raven... Raven Slay, what what is it called? Ooh, like Ra- Raven Slay, what, Reverend name? Bazaar. <laughs> Reverend Bazaar. Yep. Um, and and of course, because I am such a big fan of Reverend Bazaar, I also know um their hit song. Uh, what was it called again? Goddess of Doom. Goddess of Doom. Goddess okay. of Doom. Goddess of Doom. Goddess of Doom. <laughs> I would say, given how much I know about this, I mm-hmm. am pretty sure that it is about a Chris James. I hate to say it, you are incorrect goddess of doom is of course reference to a one miss christina ricci she is our <gasps> goddess of doom oh. oh i was gonna guess a tina or a christina it just felt right it felt uh would you say it was finnish swedish finnish finnish doom metal band finish. 
I felt like Christina was the most Finnish name, but I guess it's not about yeah. a Finnish goddess. It's about Christina Ricci, who is, of course, Italian-American. Can we agree she's Italian with a name like Ricci? Yeah, I just think of her as a human bobblehead, which I think transcends any nation. Fair, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, true. Or maybe there's a nation of bobbleheads. <gasps> Ooh, don't get me started on the Wheaties box. Okay, so moving on <laughs> to Sally Bazzuto. Um, is this famous fact about a famous Christina or Christina? Uh, they stated in a recent interview, the recent interview was in 2006, um, that they had all of their piercings removed with the exception of the one on their right nipple. Okay, I am going to make a guess, but I would like to confer with my associates. Very good. Mm. All right. So, you guys, I'm going to guess some kind of Chris. That just feels correct to me. I want to say, like, Evans or the other hot one. But, like, it could be any Chris. Maybe. So you think it's a mask-presenting person? Yeah, that's interesting that you thought that because I'm just ima- now I'm just imagining Chris Evans with a nipple ring. I also do love the the fact that he specified the the right nipple, mm-hmm. maybe True. implying that the other nipple may have also been pierced. And he was just like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the right one." Right. As we're talking about it, I'm like, "Is does Christina Aguilera have her nipples pierced? I don't know. Anything no, is that's possible." What I was Question: uh, <sighs> How many piercings did they remove? All of them. Um. The oh, quote all is all of their piercings. Interesting. So no ears. Now you're making me think it's Christina or X-Tina. Yeah. Is that an option? Yeah. Can I say X-Tina? Is that a combo yeah. breaker? I- Let's go for it. Let's go for X-Tina. Is it X-Tina? Yeah. It is a one Miss Christina Aguilera. Good job, ah! team. We did it. See, I had to work through the process yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. It's a real group effort. Yeah, so who yeah. who knew that she favored the right side? Does that mean she's a lesbian or gay? Yeah. <laughs> I think it means um, that, like, you know, she's politically a little to the right. God, she's so right of center. It means she's a libertarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it means that she, like me, identifies as a power little spoon. Ooh, mm. that's good. I think I think it means that she's socially liberal but economically conservative. <laughs> right. I think so. Just like my dad. Uh, she, well, she's our she's our whole dad. Hello. All right, Dan. <laughs> speaking of which, are you ready? We're going to round out this game with your fact. Are you ready? Oh goodness. Okay. I guess this is their real name is Anna May Bullock. Anime Bullock. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what? Um, I think it's an a Tina. That is a one Miss Tina Turner. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, okay. I was oh. thinking Tina Turner in my head, but I was like, no. But that's interesting. I had no idea. I know. Who knew that she was the long lost sister of Sandra Bullock? Of Sandra Bullock, right? right. That's wow. Oh my wow. god! Same dad or same mom? I think just same same creator. Right. Yeah. Maybe That's same agent. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, same agent. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, with the trajectory of their careers being so similar, I feel like I'm not surprised by any of that. I right. think so. I mean, fun fact, Sandra Bullock did uh, sing Proud Mary famously in Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. 
true. Oh, did she? She did a drag number with Regina King pre both of them having an Oscar, if you can believe. Wow. I know. Interesting. I know. I will say that uh, before we go on to the next game, there is one fact that I uh, just love. This is from, uh, this is a fact about a famous Chris. It is that they accidentally spiked their son's drink with Viagra, which ended up being so persistent and severe that he was hospitalized. <gasps> oh, Chris, no. no. Chris. That was Chris Jenner. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, the, the collective sigh of, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh no! But also, I know. So doing course. doing that research, I thought that was very interesting. Um, all right, <laughs> on to the next game here. So Daniel Gastina, you and I talked endlessly about music, music, music. Um, and so here we're going to do a bit of a rating game. This game is called Ooh. Music to My Queers, and I'm going to give you <laughs> some songs. And um, mm-hmm. I think collectively, if we can go like one by one here, if we can give them a rating from one to 10 on the queer cultural impact of that song. How do you feel about yeah. that? This is great. This is perfect for my research. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So uh, we can do a round robin and see what everyone's rating is. So music to my queers. We're starting with the song, It's Raining Men, one to 10. I mean... That's 10, baby, 10s, 10s, 10s. Yeah. James. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to agree. It's definitely 10s, 10s across the board for yeah. raining men. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, right. We're raining men. Yeah. And I mean, we've been having rain in months here for LA, it seems. And um, I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for the men to fall. Um, great. Okay. So, Sally, you agree with the 10? <laughs> 10. 100%. 10, baby. All right. Uh, music to my queers, uh, one out of ten. Uh, the next song is My Heart Will Go On by Sally oh. Dion. <laughs> okay, personally, I think that this is not only a, uh, a gay anthem, but like the anthem of um, like 12 year olds that are <laughs> learning how to play a recorder. Yeah, so it, it really goes up to them, mm-hmm. I think. Like, that's a song for 12 year olds learning how to play a recorder, mm-hmm. um, who may or may not be gay, you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a, a modest eight because I think there are other mm-hmm. Slim Dion songs that represent. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I gave our better. I think, I think that that makes sense. Sally, what are you giving it? Yeah, I mean, I think eight as well. It's hard to it's hard to rate on this scale about how others feel about mm, it, true. Rather than how I feel. But well, yes, how, how do you feel? Right. <laughs> well, I I got to be honest. I do think it is it is culturally important, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm not that big a stand of this particular. I mean, I I know not to malign mm. the uh, Celine Dion fans in the audience. I mm-hmm. know, but. I, but I agree with Dan. There's other representations, but the recorder brings it back. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the recorder so is, saving grace. The recorder grounds <laughs> us all. Um, okay, so what mm. your rating is an eight? Yeah, I'll give it a soft eight. Ooh, James, are we also in the soft eight fam? Yeah, I would say that my heart will go on. Uh, I, I agree with all the aforementioned comments. I feel like my heart will go on. While a popular choice among drag queens for lip syncing, mm. I feel like, so that kind of puts it within the queer canon. But I would say as far as 
being like overtly queer. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm convinced on that one because it's sort of like, you know, a presumably straight woman singing to a straight man mm. in that song, right? So, yeah. so it's kind of on the fence for me. So yeah, so I would, so I would say it's definitely in the gay family, but not like a 10 worthy. Yeah, so maybe like an eight. Or maybe even like a like a like a seven point eight for me. Ooh, maybe a Celine a seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, depends on who's lip syncing it. For sure. <gasps> oh, yes. that's very yeah, true. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah, I'm here. F- I'm gonna give it a nine just because I have vivid memory of me putting a towel on my head, uh, lip syncing to <laughs> it in my bedroom. But that's for personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a ten. Right. Yeah, that that's performance. A, that's a, that 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 ten is the performance. I, <laughs> that performance is a ten. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, to quote um, what Sally and I were talking about in our episode, that was my queer awakening, my drag queen awakening. There you yeah. go. Yes. Fair All right, that. we'll do a couple more. Um, okay, from one to ten, let's rate. Uh, I'm every woman. Mm. Which okay. one? See, well, the. Therein lies the rub. Shaka Khan. Or Whitney. Which one? Who can say? All right, Daniel, as, as the the um, high priestess of all things music, what are we thinking? Oh my goodness. Uh, that's such a burden mm-hmm. to give me. Oh, yeah. Uh, now everyone gets to hate me. <laughs> um, I personally, I think that James and I were just talking about this the other night. One cannot exist without the other. Mm-hmm. However... One did exist without the other for some time. <laughs> so that being said, I still really love the Whitney Houston version. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, uh, the like extended house remix that's just like 15 minutes mm-hmm. of I'm Every Woman. Yeah. And it, like, it really fuels something inside me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with uh, It's a 10. And it's Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part of that Whitney Houston version is that Shaka Khan has like the tiniest cameo in that. And it's just in the end, she just goes, Shaka. And then later she goes, Shaka, which I think is great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She also gives like a little, yeah, baby. All right. So Dan, you give it a 10. Sally, what are we giving it? Yeah. I mean, I got to agree. I got to give it a 10. And I mean, as every woman myself, I know it's all in me yes. so i can't i can't disagree and actually i have a shaka khan story if we have if we have time you met her please tell well no i saw i saw her perform but it was on a very significant Ooh. and somber occasion because it was the day that michael jackson had passed <gasps> and i was going to see shaka khan perform with the pittsburgh symphony orchestra and it was amazing and you know she put a lot of shout outs and it was just a night i will always remember sure so yeah you better believe she performed that one of course oh yeah yeah does she put shaka in every song that she sings uh with her heart yes yeah you you know (laughs) in presence yeah yeah Yeah. i just imagine shaka khan going around like saying shaka (laughs) yeah yeah. At random or like intervals, when she just, just comes out. Like. I'm imagining her getting her Starbucks order and they're like, Shaka? Shaka? <laughs> and she answers, Shaka! <laughs> <laughs> A call and response. Oh, that's so good. Um, 
James, are you? What do you think of the Shaka Shaka? Shaka Shaka. Wait. So wait. So are we? Did we confirm whether we're talking about which which version, or is it just the the whole embodiment of I'm Every Woman? The whole embodiment. The whole kit and caboodle. Okay. I think I think it's gonna definitely be a ten for me because mm-hmm. I feel like it just like no matter which version you're listening to, you can feel. I think it's about like feeling that feminine power within yourself. Yeah. And I feel like anyone can listen to that song. And that to me is very queer. Yeah. I think so. so. I would say that's, I would it's a, it's a 10 for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tens across the board again, guys, we're so in alignment. Tens, tens, tens. All right. This last yeah. one, I'm going to do a head to head gay battle. And I need you to pick sides of which song you think has the most cultural queer impact. And it's two okay. kind of electronic welcome backs to some pop divas. We have Ooh. Toxic by Britney Spears and Believe mm. by Cher. <laughs> oh, I'm set. This is easy for me. It's Believe by Cher. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, I think like I, I, I'm, I'm going with Cher. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm going with Cher. I mean, James, do you think you're strong enough to believe in life after love? I, I, I'm not sure, but but when I listen to that song, I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was raised on that song. Um, my mom had a real affinity for putting songs on repeat, and it was Janet Jackson's All For You, which is wildly inappropriate, mm, and so then uh, Believe mm-hmm. by Cher, um, and then Believe It or Not, I turned out to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is? Which is a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> And nothing more. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I think that um, Believe by Cher maybe walked so that Toxic by Britney Spears could sashay the runway. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that's good. So all of these songs are very gay is what I'm what I'm gathering from this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, you picked a, a whole heap of homosexuality. Ugh, yeah. like I always do anytime I do laundry. All right. So speaking of a whole heaping of gay, we've we've come to our last game, which is a game uh, referencing uh, the episode that Sally Bazudo and I did about how D was for drag queens. So this is more of an open-ended discussion, and we can do a little, little round robin here. The question is, which drag race contestant would you love to step into the heels of for a day, and what would you do? Mm. Wow, I know, I know, yeah. and the floor is yours. I th- I think I know. My, I think I know my answer. If if anyone else doesn't have theirs yet, go for it. I feel like currently it would be definitely Jinx Monsoon for me. Mm. Um, she's she's really crushing the game right now. Like Mama Morton on Broadway, mm-hmm. she's going on tour. She's uh, America's drag superstar from the All Star season, which was definitely one of my favorite seasons so far. Um, that, and I just like really love her, her style of drag. I just think she, and she's also just multi-talented for Mm -hmm. all the aforementioned reasons. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would want to step into those heels just so I could feel like a star on Broadway. Yes. And also making so much money. She has so much money right now. So we got James to Jinx. Daniel or Sally, what you got? This is so hard. Go ahead, Sally. Yeah, I'll take it from here. Well, (laughs) I'm going to say... Similarly to what what James shared, I'm going to say Trixie Mattel Mm -hmm. for a couple reasons. One is 
Um, because of the makeup, I think anyone could pass as Trixie. <laughs> very true. Like, she very, like, she's like Sia. Like, anyone could just put that on yeah. and mm-hmm. read yeah. Yeah, as yeah. Trixie. So I yeah. think I could easily pass as Trixie Mattel. Mm-hmm. And um, also very... <clears throat> Doing a lot of great, amazing things. Also making a lot of money, honey. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, I'd love to. You know what I really want to do is just lay in every bed at the Trixie Motel. Yeah, which, yes. I, mean, I don't know if y'all watched that that show, but that was great fun, and I loved yeah. every room, but especially the space room, the alien room with the yes. yeah. bed. Yep, that's the one I right. most want to do, and so I just want to like sleep in every room. Uh, that's what I would do as her. Um, and maybe like make some announcements, but like, cause I think she has a great platform, but she's already crushing it with that. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, her feud with uh, George Santos, flawless. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> flawless. Her clapback against all the like anti-drag bills, mm-hmm. which was um, the only men in dresses that are sexualizing children are in the church. I said it. There I repeated go. it. Yes. Retweet. <laughs> so she doesn't, she doesn't need my help. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't need my help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I borrowed Dan and James's discovery plus to watch uh, the Trixie motel. And it was a fun oh, time. So good. So good. It was exactly yeah. what I wanted from every, I love a home makeover show. But the only thing I don't like about home makeover shows is that there's always some really butch, cis, hetero man, like, doing demo. So I loved watching Trixie with her, like, pink sledgehammer just Mm -hmm. be like, yes, I'm doing it too. And I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted and didn't know I needed from a home makeover show. It's perfect. Although I do love that she swings the hammer and then she's like, oh, God, that was... That's so hard. It's hard. That's exactly what I would do. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I would be. I would take one swing and be like, oh, I'm oh, done for the day. I'm exhausted. No. <laughs> so relatable. Oh, so relatable. Love that. Okay, so we got one Trixie, <laughs> one Jinx. Dan, who are you rounding us out with? Um. Yeah, what drag queen would I like to be? Uh, I, um, I love, uh, We've Adam and I have spoken about this, but I really love uh anitra and sasha Mm -hmm. in this season they're both like Mm -hmm. such wonderful drag queens to watch perform but anitra in particular i would want to be able to move around on stage like that like Mm -hmm. that is genuinely so impressive to watch and she she should have taken the award home right then and there after that Mm -hmm. lip sync thing um but yeah she's She's so talented. I just want to be that limber and long and do flips and splits and everything. It would be really fun. I, I wish I had half the stamina, an eighth of that stamina. That would be incredible. I would get so much done in my day. I know. The, yeah. the only thing I've broken in half, it's not a board. It's my bed. Right. <laughs> I was going to say my back. Just <laughs> right. my, own, my own body. Yeah. Uh, well, we're all breaking ground on something. I love that. So we have an, an Anitra, a Trixie, and a Jinx. And then I'll throw my hat in there. I just want to be Bianca for a day. I want to be Bianca Del Rio mm. and just just, ha- sure. just view the world through beautiful, beautiful hatred and just see what comes up <laughs> of that. See what comes out of that. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I agree. That was one of my other choices for sure. I just want to mm. be that quick-witted and be able to just cut cut a bitch down in a millisecond like she's just so so fast and so mm-hmm. funny oh 
So Love good. Uh, well, guys, thanks for coming on to play our little game here. Um, before we go, can we get some social shout outs of things that uh, you want people to check out before you go? Let's start with you, Sally. Okay. Yeah. People can follow me at Sally Bazudo Creative on Instagram and Facebook and check out what I'm up to, which might include some fun upcoming events. So uh, check that out. Oh, lovely. Lovely. And also Sally is doing a lot of uh, work of getting out there about a really important Providence artist um, GoFundMe situation um about oh, yeah. helping displaced artists um get funds which i think is absolutely amazing and everyone should check that out on sally's socials to learn a bit more about that uh yes it's linked it's linked in my instagram and it is one artist in particular but several other artists are being displaced from a particular gallery situation so it's a very important story there's a also a link to an article with more information on my instagram currently so check that out Oh, love that. Thank Sally you. doing the work. All right, James, where can people find you? Uh, I would say either my Instagram at JJ Reddington or uh, Dan and me are both uh, represented by at redgoose.studio, which is also our URL as well. You can check out um, what we're up to with our studio photography business. And I don't know if Dan has anything else that he wants to promote individually, yeah. but Dan, what you got? Yeah. I've got um, Dan Orrible. It's like adorable, but Dan mm. uh, on Instagram. And uh, I also have um, that Spotify playlist that I update weekly that everyone should check out, as well as the Mighty Real playlist. That's a companion piece to uh, Adam's podcast episode. So everyone should look that look at that. It'll be in my Instagram uh, LinkedIn bio thing. Oh, amazing. So many amazing things that people can go check out. And I just want to thank you guys so much for being on this journey of uh, the se- first season of this podcast. I hope that there'll be 50 more seasons or so. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. And I love you all. All right. Bye. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the second part of our Z is for Zizim finale game night. I am now joined by our four beautiful podcast alums, Luis Roca Herrera, David Hawker, Andrew Saylor, and Brian Bodges. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you guys all back on here because collectively you have some of my favorite episodes. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a rundown here. So, Lewis, you and I talked uh, endlessly about how Jay was for Jennifer's and Jessica's, which um, mm-hmm. is is not, from podcast analytics is not everyone's favorite, but it is certainly <laughs> in like my top three um, because I think that's the most us conversation we could have ever had on a podcast forum. One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. And I will always um, love the fact that. Uh, Jessica Simpson and Lisa Simpson are one in the same. 
Honestly, that was one of my favorites. You know, it's just it's just the voice. It's just voice. you know, it's they have they have the same voice, or it's very hard to tell them apart because of the voice. I think the Kate Hudson Jennifer Hudson moment was my favorite. Though. That's good. That's good because he loves Goldie Hawn. Who doesn't? I do love Goldie Hawn. She's amazing. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, and then, of course, David, you are um, one of the latter guests here. We gabbed on and on about how X was for XOXO Gossip Girl and other teen dramas. Um, and really, we just talked about vampires and how there's always a case of misca- mistaken identity. And we played one of my favorite games that we're going to play again tonight, today. That was a fun one. I found out how little I actually knew about all of the CW and how much I remembered about Buffy. Well, it's funny because the CW, it's, um, it's kind of like a plug and play of like, all you need is like an abandoned family, um, running away, someone coming back and you're on the run and then like a vampire witch and, and you're hot. And straight hair. Straight hair. Always straight, straight brown hair is what we learned. Um, and then Andrew, you and I talked about how Elle was for Lindsay Lohan, uh, and we talked right before the falling for Christmas of it all. And I think we personally put her back into the lexicon of the welcome back, Lindsay. It was a magical moment for both of us. <laughs> uh, I loved speaking about her. The movie was exceptional. <laughs> it hit all the notes that I expected yes. it to. Uh, and I feel like it's going to be a holiday classic forever. I think so. If not just for the bedsheet work alone. <laughs> That was, that was by far the best. Ugh, that so and good. her falling over the recliner. That was being scared she, by like a squirrel. She, falling for Christmas. She really took that title to heart. She kept doing it. You think you would learn, but no. She did her own stunts. She did her own stunts. And then last but certainly not least, we have Brian, who is in the illustrious two-timers club, now a three-timer, um, talking about basically being our queer liaison here about how Q is for <laughs> queer awakening, uh, queer versions of everything, and how U was for the underwear aisle and other gay awakening. Yes, I'm so happy to be the, the elected the queer liaison for the entire community. I know, so, especially because uh, on this yeah. call, you're the only queer one here. So that's really exciting to, for you to take on that on. What I will say is that Andrew and Brian, obviously partners in real life, and y'all have just become a bit of a this podcast power couple because both of your episodes have clips on TikTok and Instagram that went pretty viral, which is pretty exciting. Andrew talking, we had two episodes about Lindsay Lohan that both garnered over like 17,000 views, um, I think due to um, our prominent mustache game. Um, and I think just the old people on Instagram just really liked us talking about Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you know, it's just the daddy issues in the world that really brought the numbers up. <laughs> I know, truly. <laughs> and then Brian, uh, yet again, the, the queen of everything here. Uh, we po- It's so funny because I, I texted you about this and you were so confused by it. Uh, we were talking about Brokeback Mountain and how David Harbour is in Brokeback Mountain. Um, and I was like, oh my God, it went viral. It got like 50,000 50, views. And then the clip that I was talking about, I posted. And to this date, it's 800,000 views, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I was texting you this and you were like, wait, what movie? Who? Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I knew the movie. I was just like, I don't know who that man is. And then 
it all clicked and i was like oh it's the stranger things yeah the stranger guy. things guy but i just like, love it because in that clip you had me fooled that you were like exactly i know who you're talking about um but it was just that queer confidence that we all know and love you for yeah, it I, yeah you make I don't it. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> uh, that that would be something to be good at but yes i'm i'm here for it and you know it's 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 paid off with the with all the followers on TikTok. I know, I know. Thank thank you, Brian. Um, okay, so I have a bunch of games that are kind of each tailored to things that we've talked about. And so I'll just go game by game. But uh, like I said in the first part, it's an all-skate. Anyone can play. We can take turns. We can do it all. This is a free form, you know? Season finale. We're celebrating freedom here. So this first game um, is kind of catered toward Lewis. Um, not because it's about Jennifer's or Jessica's, but because it is about... Um, our one of our favorite queens that we briefly talked about in our episode, Blake Lively. So this game is called Take the Blake, uh, which is her first name and obviously my last name. So we are one in the same. So simple game, but I feel like we can have a bit of discussion here. Can you rate these Blake Lively performances, performances from best to worst and why? The list is... Age of Adeline, Simple Favor, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Gossip Girl. I'm going to from best to worst. From best performance. So not best like Best product. performance. Okay. I think I'm going to go with, I've never, I'm going to go with best for um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. I, I feel like she did some good work. I feel mm-hmm. like that was before she thought she could do more than that. Yeah, she has really good long, flowy blonde hair running in Sister of the Traveling Pants, yeah. which I feel like was kind of a catapult into the. Best and it's of her you know it's it's like a it's like a bigger cast. It's not just her. So there's someone mm-hmm. else to kind of like yeah. support her. Yep. Uh, after that, I think I'm gonna say Age of Adeline. Mm-hmm. Then, um, oh, fuck. What was the other one that you said? Um, we got Simple Favor and Gossip Girl. Oh. Simple favor and last Gossip Girl. <laughs> the few episodes I saw of Gossip Girl of her just going like, "I have to go every yes! five minutes." Was <laughs> unbearable. Yes. That was yes. so terrible. <laughs> yes, people need to go back and listen to my episode with David because uh, if you play the drinking game of you drink every time someone says "I have to go," you will be wasted in the first three episodes. God, it's amazing. It's like and like her like she had this like kind of like like hair thing that she would like shake mm-hmm. her head like this and then I have mm-hmm. to go and like and then click the phone and oh my god it's, always this is too much yeah yeah it's too much can I vote for a simple favor being first because <gasps> she plays two characters David do you want to ex- do you want to explain the two characters that she plays uh well I learned that it's essentially a CW show yes <laughs> called the ringer where she plays her twin and herself and <laughs> I only walked in on either you and Lewis or just Lewis watching it. So it was bonkers from the beginning. But from what I understand, she impersonates her dead sister that maybe she killed and then gets uh, another person to help her all tie it together and cover it up. And I can never remember the actor. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Thank you. Never seen it, but I knew who it was. (laughs) Simple favor is wild. Um, but uh, yeah, the, I I could see Simple Favor coming out the top because she is really just going for gold. She really thought she was going to get the Oscar for that. I mean, you <laughs> could tell that she was like, 
this is gonna get me a nomination and i will win <laughs> brian and andrew what do you guys think of this hierarchy here i have to say that i support sisterhood of the traveling pants as the number one mm-hmm. Mostly because every time she gets upset in that movie, she runs yes. away. <laughs> and she's just got like these like long flowing, like blonde hair just like bouncing in the wind. Mm-hmm. And she's got this like weird kind of like, I'm a tough girl, mm-hmm. but I can't handle my emotions, so I run from them. <laughs> um and honestly I haven't seen any of the others, so I can't rate the rest. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Is the running slow motion? No, she's too fast. Yeah. Like they gotta show her like full trot. It's it's fifty fifty because she is playing soccer. Um and she what's funny is that she plays soccer in slow motion, but then when she takes out her hair, it's normal motion. So you can see like the veracity of her mane flowing in the wind. So it's kind of um subverting expectations of what you would think it would be. So has she made it based on her like hairography? Like, basically, Lewis, that you said in Gossip Girl show, I said, like, a big, like, hair whip to, like, mm. be like, I have to go. Yeah, she had, like, long flowing hair in Gossip Girl, and I think that's just, like, that was, like, her thing. And, like, she's probably made it because of that. And because she goes to the Met Gala and, like, always has, like, a cool outfit. Yeah. That's why yeah. she's, like, cool. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, and then I think, like, in The Shallows, that movie where she's on a beach, she has, like, wet hair moments. And then we all know in A Simple Favor, she does have a lot of slow motion hair moments. Um, I think uh, the fact that Blake Lively doesn't have a Pantene Pro V campaign under her belt is kind of a real missed opportunity. Or does she? And we just don't know it. <gasps> it's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah. All right, Br- Brian, you're the last one to say. Are you are you in favor of either uh, Simple Favor or Sister of the Traveling Pants reigning supreme? Um, I, I've only seen one, which was the Sisterhood mm-hmm. of the Traveling Pants. Um, I would put it as number one. It reminds me of the days of like limited two, and I always thought that like yeah. the jeans would be from like limited two, and I always wanted to shop there, and I never was like allowed to. Mm-hmm. So it like it's rooted in like this kind of nostalgic but like traumatic moment, and it's got an eighty six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which is not easy to get. So this like, is true. I think for like a teen movie, mm-hmm. like they did pretty well. Yeah, I will say Blake Lively's filmography kind of sits around like the 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, specifically the film All I See Is You, where she plays a blind woman who regains her sight and then her husband um, tragically makes her go blind again, which we don't have to get into, but just know that that's in the lexicon there for anyone who wants to watch it. Someone told me about a movie she did because I was explaining this the podcast episode and they're like no she's actually a really great actress didn't you see the one where she was a drug addict and i'm like wait what mm-hmm. so was there a movie where she played like a really druggy person she was in i think are they talking about the town directed by ben affleck yeah, yeah i haven't seen that but i have seen her accent work in that and my god she did an accent did she succeed was it successful <laughs> yeah Nope, I, do, I don't think so. I think she's trying to do a Boston accent, and she does her, like, Blake Lively whisper voice, and she's like, come on, baby, just give me the things that I want. And I'm like, no, Blake, no, ba- no, no, baby, that's not it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if, I've had a, if I had a dollar for every time that I've probably sounded just like that and said those exact same words. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. All right, so obviously we have heated 
opinions on Blake Lively. I will get around to doing a Blake Lively episode uh, because, and that one will be three hours long um, because we will watch every one of her movies. But moving on to our next game. So David, you and I played a fun game called C-Double Who, which um, I'm very proud of that title um, where I get uh, CW plots or titles and you have to tell me what the plot is. I wanted to do it again because believe it or not, there are a lot of crazy um, CW plots. Um, I only have a couple here just because of the amount of time we have, but I thought that we could brainstorm some plots for these uh, for these titles. Y'all ready? Ready. I'm ready. All right. This this show is called Frequency. What do we think the plot of Frequency could be? Aliens. Straight up aliens. Straight up aliens. Straight up aliens. I'm going to go with someone that has the ability to teleport. Ooh, that's good. I'm going to go with an alien who can teleport. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Any idea, Brian? Um, I'm going to say something with like someone who's struggling with like a chronic, like overactive bladder. And it's just, you know, mm. about maybe, <laughs> like wandering yeah. into like a bathroom one day and then, yeah, maybe there's like a portal to another world. I think the title for that would have been Urgency. Urgency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Urgency and Frequency, yeah. I like the idea of that hypothetical show, the theme just being the gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> Anyone remember that commercial from the mid 2000s where a lawyer gets uh, oh, yeah. has to use the bathroom and then gets a snarky yeah. look from a judge? It's great. Okay, so Frequency is um, actually a, uh, nothing of the sort. Okay, so the plot is <laughs> in 2016, NYPD detective Ramey Sullivan discovers that she is able to speak to her deceased father, Frank Sullivan, in 1996 by his old ham radio. Um, her attempts to save his life trigger the butterfly effect, changing the present in unforeseen ways. To fix the damage, she must work with her father across time to solve a decade-old murder case. Okay, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, I would definitely watch that. <laughs> that it, it's very... Um, I, I don't know. What, what, and then like frequency, I think it's just like radio frequency. Um, but that's kind of a deep cut of a name, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Do you think she also had a bladder issue? <laughs> I, think, I think that was um, the, the first attempt to save the father's life. She messed up because she had to go to the bathroom. It started the butterfly effect. It started the butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Believe it or not, just a one season thing on the CW. Um, believe I mean, it or not. yeah, that tracks. That tra- Crime procedural is not their thing. <laughs> not their thing. All right, next one. We have a show called Starcrossed. I think it is about a cabaret love story. <gasps> and it's going to be a broken down theater in a town that's just trying to make it. And the new kid comes into town and it magically gets revamped due to their energy. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, That's cute. Pretty. Wow. All right, anyone else got some, some star-crossed I, ideas? I've got one. Okay. It's a couple that are 
true loves of each other and there's an evil witch that curses them and they keep getting teleported into different uh, portions of time. And every time they get closer and closer to finding each other and remembering each other, poof, they get sent to another time period and have to start all over. <gasps> Andrew, your team teleportation on the CW. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> Do you have a thing for teleporting? <laughs> yes, it dates back to my childhood. <laughs> we can unpack that later. <laughs> That's amazing. Lewis and, Lewis and Brian, what you got? I think it's the um, the movie to TV adaptation mm. for the sequel to the Crossroads movie. So it all, you know, like towards the end of Crossroads, she obviously becomes a star. But like, mm. what's the story after that? It's like when she becomes a star um, and, you know, what who she's crossing paths with, no one knows, but... Um, that's like my favorite though when like a like a really big movie like has like a tv moment made from it and like the biggest star and it's like i'm there's no way you're getting me for that and, but they get the rest of the cast and then some random person to play the main character yeah yeah i'm speaking about clueless obviously I think that'd be good. Yeah. We'll all right it all right well lewis what what do you got what do you think star crossed is is giving us i mean i i had something similar to what andrew said like something about star cross lovers like Mm-hmm. You know, but it could be like a, a cross between the Upper East Side in Manhattan and Bushwick. <laughs> and they're just, no matter what they do, it just never, it's never going to work. The train is never working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the train is never working. There's no easy way to get to the Upper East Side. It's just not going to work. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I do think that maybe... Maybe Andrew's the closest here. Okay, so Starcrossed, it's um so this was shot in 2014. The synopsis says set in the near future 2024, which is next year. Um the series follows a romance between a human girl named Emery and an alien boy named Roman. <laughs> where he and six others of his kind are integrated into a suburban high school. So that was Aliens? That's this, Aliens. This one was Aliens. I feel like that's like basically Roswell. Mm, I don't know that. I don't know watch I'm so young. What? <laughs> I'm with you, Andrew. It's fine. <laughs> I won't get into it, but basically an alien, there's an alien family that are in human form and like one of the main characters falls in love with the other one, but then realizes he's not like everybody else. <gasps> he's not quote one of his kind. Yeah. But this is set in 2024. I have a feeling that if someone had a relationship with an alien uh, next year, I feel like um, it wouldn't be very easy to hide. No. And I don't think the school integration program would have clicked in by that point. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So Starcrust may, maybe, maybe has some, some unrealistic uh, plot points. Who knew? Okay. So the last one is called Marker. It seems like the the thing to do with the CW show, or actually this is a um, this is a WB show. So this is way back in the day. Um, the, it's just like a one word noun um, th- that's just like uh, drawn out of a hat. Okay. So this one's called Marker. I'm going to go with a girl who has absent parent figures Mm -hmm. who has an addiction to sniffing markers to get by. And she's like a troublemaker. (laughs) 
And there's a cool English teacher who's like trying to help her out of her uh, criminal side. Yeah, that's good. That's sniffing markers. That's so good. I had something with Sharpie in my brain too, but that is so much better. <laughs> and it's so detailed. Puffing was really big back then. I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining like the really like the jumbo Sharpie oh, ones. The metal like, ones. Like, mm-hmm. like really like yeah, like the metal ones that are like really intense. That's so good. The jumbo ones. <laughs> All right, so we got Sharpies. David Bryan, what what do you think? I think it's about a CIA informant hmm. who is young and her job is to go around um, following people looking for marks. And she wants to get out because she got in too deep and she becomes the mark. <gasps> Ooh, that, that has CW written all over it. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, you commit, you research the crime and then you become the person who commits the crime. Yeah. That's very yes. CW. That, yeah. Lots of running opportunities, mm-hmm. lots of hair flips. <laughs> David, that's why you are our teen drama expert over here. And it was, it was early. So it's before it's time. Yeah. This was pre-alias if it was not on the CW. <laughs> All right, Brian, what you got for marker? I don't even know if I have an answer. I, I feel like there's something with like that movie, The Borrowers. Do you remember that? The people that lived inside the house mm. and they were like really tiny and they lived in like oh. the crevices of like <laughs> your like floorboards and things. And mm-hmm. like, I just imagine like them somehow getting a hold of a Sharpie and it's like a toxic spill <laughs> or something. And then it kills the father and then they're like forced to like make life work you know i love the idea of like a marker being an allegory for like the bp oil spill i think that's pretty great (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's like chernobyl but for the borrowers yes (laughs) that's pretty good okay so it turns out it is far more complicated than any of that okay okay so the plot is about Richard DeMorum, a carpenter who travels to Hawaii to claim the estate of his estranged father after his father's death. Uh, To claim his share of the estate, DeMora must travel and redeem, quote, markers, tokens distributed by his father, which correspond to good deeds. Many of these good deeds correspond to detective work, such as in the first episode, the very first episode, where DeMora is asked to locate a surfer's missing sister. Oh my yeah. god. That's rich people nonsense. It's rich people with silliness. <laughs> I know. You will get your fortune after proving you're a good person. But also <laughs> becoming a carpenter turned detective. Why a carpenter out of all things that you could be? Like that I makes have no, no sense. Idea. Maybe it's supposed to be like, oh, he needs the money because he's only a carpenter. Um, but a carpenter who also <laughs> my guess is that it's like he has to use a hammer to solve like the crime or like uh uh, a table saw to get something like to solve a crime. I bet. I bet it was the same people that did Seventh Heaven, and they're like, let's put a loose, like a really loose Jesus allegory in. Yes. So a carpenter oh, yeah. doing good. Oh, I think that's it. That's yeah. a good one. I think yeah. that's it. I bet. Yeah. I bet he was a hot Jesus. Ooh, you yeah. have to be hot on the CW. Yeah, everyone on CWWBUPN, they were all hot. They were all hotties. Chad Michael Murray, come on. You don't have to have acting talent. You just have to be hot. Yeah. Ugh. And if 
only pretty people got that privilege in real life. I can tell you right now we don't. And it's (laughs) yes, Brian, (laughs) we love a self-aware queen. (laughs) All right. Okay. So speaking of undeniable beauty. So our next game um, is a reference to what Andrew and I talked about on our episode uh, with Lindsay Lohan. We briefly touched on uh, the fact that we love all redheaded celebrities. Um, and Andrew, of course, you are a redheaded celebrity. So I feel like you will have a, a viewpoint into this game that is unmatched by anyone. Um, okay, so this game is called Red to Filth. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of some ce- famous celebrity redheads. And simple, you just have to tell me if yes or no, if they're a natural redhead or not. Natural or box dye, baby. Um, and so, of course, this is an all skate. We can all, all um, collectively come to a decision here. Okay. So we're starting off with maybe my favorite uh, famous redhead, Amy Adams. Natural redhead or not? Natural. Natural. I think she's a natural redhead. Natural redhead. Um, Do people not remember her in Drop Dead Gorgeous? She's a natural blonde. Mm. God damn it. I do remember her being blonde in Drop Dead Gorgeous, but I was like, yeah. I know. She really has been holding on to that. And she said it like definitely like proponed her career forward. Um, because it's like she started getting more jobs after she stopped being blonde. They took her more seriously. Hmm. Blondes are only so. good as like getting killed off in horror movies. Yeah, or in CW shows. Yeah, Counterpoint yeah. Blake Lively. Counterpoint Blake Lively. <laughs> Blake Lively um, is both the killer, the person who gets killed, the detective, and also the dog that helps out. She's all th- four of those in the same movie. I love the idea of her walking in as a detective. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> With herself uh, as a dog on a leash. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's get that going. Um, yeah, so Amy Adams, my favorite redhead, not a redhead. I feel kind of lied to, but I'll learn to accept it. All right, on to the next one. Um currently making waves on broadway right now jessica chastain natural redhead or not natural redhead i think she's the natural redhead i'm gonna go with no i also think no a house divided i'm gonna go with yes well lewis you are correct she is a natural redhead i knew it she's got the coloring for it she really does and that was the whole thing of her and bryce dallas howard used to always get confused for each other at myu um, because they were both pasty, pasty white girls with red, red hair. I'm going to have to get one of these right. I know. I know, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got we got three more where I think you can redeem yourself. Okay. This is Emma Stone. Natural redhead or not? Definitely natural. No. I yes. don't think no, so. No. I don't think she is. No. I want to say yes. I hope she's natural redhead. Emma Stone yeah. is a baby blonde. She's a blonde bombshell, y'all. What? All right, the redheads are coming for me. They're gonna strip my I hair know. away for me. You can't. You can't. You can keep track of your own kind, Andrew. At the end of this episode, you're gonna see all of the red stripped out of my hair, and it's gonna be pure white. I just hope they pull your mustache off like a bandaid. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. We have two more. 
Um, I would say this person is an iconic redhead um, in gay culture. We have Cynthia Nixon. Natural redhead or not? I think she is a redhead. Oh my god, my instinct is to say she's not, but I feel like my instincts have not been helping me in this game so far. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with not. I don't care. I'm going with my instincts, whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> All right, David and Brian, what are you guys? She's not. No way. No, I'm gonna say yes. Because if she if she's not, then whoever was the stylist for Sex and the City did her so dirty, and like. I just think... Oh, they did her dirty regardless of her hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to say yes. It's a yes. Yeah. All right. Andrew, you are on the board. Cynthia Nixon is not a natural redhead. Oh, uh, yes. I only knew that one because I remember seeing this clip of her like in this like movie from forever ago where she's like some fairy thing or whatever. And I remember it being kind of blonde. Mm. I also just have an entire family where the women have the same fake red hair color. And I'm just dialed into, no, you have the haircut and you have that color. It's not real. <laughs> Seen it my whole life. Yeah, it is a bold move for um, that character to just have red hair. I think of all the, I, I guess they wanted like one blonde, one brunette, one girl with curly hair, and then a redhead. You know, the four types of women. <laughs> All right, our last one, um, kind of a sleeper actress who I'm obsessed with, who I hope all of you know, but Brian and David, you might not. Um, this is Isla Fisher. Oh, I know who she is. Oh, I know this one <gasps> because I have seen her in real life and spoken to her. All right. And I'm going to say natural. I think she is a natural, yeah. yeah. I think she's natural redhead. Same. I say true redhead. She looks, she's kind of wild. That is true. Isla Fisher is a natural redhead, rounding yeah. it out with a celebration here. Good job, everyone. I have to also add, not the nicest person to be in <gasps> person. So, Ooh. Oh. Giovanni has a different thing. He worked He worked at a theater where she came in and said she was very nice. So it, it, I guess one of us has to meet her to settle the debate. Yeah. Perfect. Let's do it up. Let's do it. All right. So, um, Andrew, I will say you got a, a whopping two out of uh, five. Uh, which I think means we're going brunette right after this. Ooh. I can pull it off for some. Yeah. yeah. To all the redheads out there, I'm sorry I failed you. <laughs> so we're rounding out this game night, game day, uh, with our game tailored specifically to Brian Bodges. Um, so Brian, we've talked about many a thing. Um, and specifically we talked about queer versions of everything and you brought up, um, the gay sports league kind of culture and how it worked, uh, specifically in the realm of kickball. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I'm thinking is that we can go around and, uh, figure out what sport, whether it's like a silly sport, a real sport, um, needs a gay league and, uh, what that would look like. So, Brian, I'm going to start with you. Well, oh, wait. Oh, this game is called Sporty Spice, by the way. Mm. I, I had to. <laughs> well, we we actually talked about this last night, and I think it would probably take over the world city by city if it started, mm -hmm. which is the gay version of Turkish oil wrestling. <gasps> because Ooh. it's mm -hmm. very naturally homoerotic mm -hmm. and... I could just see people gathering, you know, um, in McCarran Park on a Saturday with like little buckets of olive oil. <laughs> of olive oil. Uh, <laughs> just dumping them of each other. <laughs> I mean, sign me up. 
be. Um, and then, you know, you're just, you're wrestling around, you're like reaching in people's pants to like grab a hold of each other, ultimately just to like pin another individual mm-hmm. down. Like, it, I mean, that's just a Saturday night, Brian. <laughs> it truly is. I was like, I've hung out with you guys before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this would have like trophies involved. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I love we, that we idea. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, tro- trophy. You can get them at the ninety-nine cent store, baby. So, are we all in agreement? You guys previously had talked about this, or do other people have other sports? I had another sport. All right, Andrew, what you got? So, I think there needs to be a gay league of curling. <gasps> very good. Because oh, one, I had the same thought, Andrew. When you're on ice, because mm-hmm. then ice skating already is like naturally gay. Yeah. Um. You're like very slowly like sliding something gracefully down like a, a runway. Mm-hmm. And then there's like multiple other people who are frantically cleaning <laughs> as it's going. <laughs> it's just inherently a queer yes. thing. <laughs> That's really good. I also love the idea of like curling in curlers. Like it's it's a curling <laughs> mixed with like a hairstyling, which is also very gay. So you kind of have like cur- curling and curling, you know? Curls for the girls. Oh, that that's our team yeah. name. Let's do that up. Well, that'd be another hallmark <laughs> of the gay sports, which is like a very pun forward name. So it'd be a rich area to explore. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ugh, that's good. That's good. All right, David, you, you, had, you had another one? I think it's an actual sport. I feel like I've seen it and it's ridiculous. I want to see a gay speed walking league. <sighs> That but, but, so just just a, 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 a gay walking league yeah yeah like, yeah yeah a normal pace walk league with iced coffees and yes things. I think that's really good um, Anthony and I talked about um, speed speed walking or race walking as it's called in the Olympics and my God if they're not just the sassiest most intense walkers I've ever seen which is basically just me on the way to the grocery store do you think all of them before they start walking they go. I have to go and then put their hair and go. <laughs> that's the three, two, one uh, yeah. boom to start. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to go. I like the idea of it's like three, two, one. I have to go. And then it's just, you hear uh, work bitch by Britney Spears. <laughs> like um, in Greece, the woman is like standing there with the two cars and she has her bandana. And then she just like, you know, pulls it down and then everyone speeds off. Like, I feel like that'd be also potentially part of the mix. Like, Ooh, yeah. A very sassy woman. Like that's how you start the race. Yeah. I love that. A sassy gay pulling race. his ascot off and just <laughs> <laughs> throwing his hands down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I think that's good. I think that's good. Lewis, are, are you, are you uh, teaming up with anyone here or do you have uh, one of your own? I mean, I'm definitely on team Turkish oil wrestling. As always. Um, for sure. But I was thinking that Cornhole could have its own gay league. Yeah, that's Who doesn't good. love holes and sandbags? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. And I think it, you could have tiers of the size of the hole, I think, would be what could make it very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we yeah. rated this as an activity <laughs> that was so straight it would never be gay on our episode. Cornhole. Oh, actually, you, Brian, you might be right about that. So is that true? Well, then it definitely needs to be a queer activity, a queer mm-hmm. sport. Well, we've seen it happen 
we've seen drag queens try and do cornhole in the bar and like no one really just like i'm not allowed to touch that uh that's pretty good i think mine would be like um making a competition out of like a crafting would be really good so i'm here for like a gay origami league a gay crochet league a gay hoop embroidery league um i feel like that's kind of kind of what i would go for personally speed embroidery <gasps> speed embroidery or speed paper crane making come on <laughs> middle school me would crush that so like you have 30 seconds and just like frantically like folding paper <laughs> yes. Yes. the crane comes out all like fucked up like this <laughs> Guys, i think we just created the gayer olympics so uh West Hollywood 2026. I think that's yeah, one hundred percent. That's where we'll host the Queer Olympics. I'll start training that's now. So good. Well, girls, thank you so much for coming on this little season finale, and for um, being such gracious guests on this um, these last twenty six episodes. Uh, before we go, can we do just a quick rattle off of socials and where people can find you guys? Let's start with David. Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at, at Calamity Science, one word. See all the art drawing stuff and modeling that I do. Wahoo! Uh, Brian, what you got? Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Broges, B R O G G E S S. And then, um, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn too. <laughs> Let's connect. <laughs> Let's connect. <laughs> yeah, let's network. Uh, so good. Andrew, what you got? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is AR underscore Sailor, S-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, and yeah, I guess LinkedIn too, if you get, if you're feeling crazy. Ooh, I love a crazy LinkedIn message. That's always spicy. Um, and Lewis, <laughs> to round it out, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at L period P period R period H. Um, and just for... No LinkedIn. Don't connect me on LinkedIn. I ignore those anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't well, want to connect. We have enough connection here between the five of us. So I just want to thank you guys so much. I love you so much. And um, I, I mean, everyone knows you, y'all will all be back for season two. I won't have it any other way. All right. Love you, girls. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Here we are with the third and final part of our Z is for season finale game night. And please join me in welcoming returning podcast lovelies, Cyrus Ferguson, Brooke Brazier, and Anthony Galante. Hi, everyone. Thanks for agreeing to come back for a fun game night. Yay. You're wondering what took you so long. We're so excited. I know. I know. I I know. uh, Brooke and Cyrus, you guys were kind of in the early stages of the podcast and i certainly did not forget about you because i needed you to come back and then anthony i just can't get rid of this guy he's in the two now three timers club three timers do i get a hat (laughs) special hat for that you get a hat and you get your very own licorice pizza anthony
Good. <laughs> <laughs> so just a reminder to everyone listening of who we have here. So Cyrus, you were um, on the episode that was F was for feeling yourself on the way to the grocery store, which was definitely, and to this date, the only like existential idea that I've been obsessed with on this podcast. Hopefully in season mm-hmm. two, we get a bit more existential and talk about um ideas and feelings that we're obsessed with but i feel like you you kicked that episode off really well and you rock kicked it out of the park i think we we really took it there it was a joy <laughs> and a delight and i'm definitely down for more uh concepts as obsessions <laughs> so good and then brooke you were obviously our musical theater girl talking about how i was for into the woods and other perfect musicals and to this day, um, your high school production of Cats is still something that I think about maybe like when I'm just alone and, and just contemplating my innermost personal thoughts. I just think of you in high school as Grizabella. Thank you. No, I'm glad that it lives on and inspires as it should. Uh, it's so amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, Anthony came on here Um in the beginning of uh, the podcast, talk about how H was for Heim, but then rounded out the podcast talking about how V was for vault and other Olympic sports and gave maybe the most in-depth brainstorm of how doing laundry could be an Olympic sport. Um, and I feel like we only cracked the surface. Yeah. <laughs> I did laundry today and thought about <laughs> our recording. <laughs> So everyone should go back and listen to those recordings because these three people have amazing things to say. They're all hilarious. And if you look at clips on Instagram and TikTok, they're all pretty. Anthony just got a haircut. Um, And I will say, Anthony and I were talking about this, and Cyrus was a big inspiration for the look and feel of the haircut. (laughs) We got two two short hair beauties now, and then Brooke with her long curly locks. We love it. We love it. So we are doing a bit of a game night, and y'all are kind of wrapping up this wonderful season, which is so exciting. So how this works is, uh, like I've explained in the other parts, I've kind of catered a game to each one of you, but we're doing an all-skate, everyone can play, um, kind of, um, we can talk it out, and then I'll come to answers of all these games together. Are you game for a game night? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to start with the game kind of catered to what Cyrus and I talked about. So Cyrus and I talked about feeling yourself on the way to the grocery store. So we talked about music. We talked about strutting. We talked about food. So here we're going to get a bit more into the food conversation. So this game is called Cooked and Booked. Because we love Booked and Blessed, (laughs) but we love even more Cooked and Booked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list some ingredients of a celebrity food recipe. And I would like all of us to figure out if we can figure out what is actually being made and who it could possibly have been made by. Are we game? Love it. Yes. Okay, great. Um. And let me tell you, the um, there is way too much writing on the internet about celebrity recipes. Like, I had no idea that celebrities are just putting out like random recipes from their grandma on like Reddit. Oh yeah, they don't. They're they're not cooking. They all have personal chefs. <laughs> I know. So, like, 
What gives them the right? I know a lot of it was like Jackie Onassis's like mashed potatoes, and I'm like Jackie, Jackie, are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> all right, okay. So this first one, um, I'll give you all the ingredients, and then we can figure out what is being made, cooked and booked. All right, let's do it. Flour, sugar, baking powder, instant espresso powder. Cinnamon, salt, mm. egg, milk, butter, vanilla, chocolate chips. Mm. Sounds like uh, kind of like a. It sounds like a, like a chocolate, like a mm-hmm. cookie. Like mm-hmm. I think we're in, I think we're in cookie territory, and I think we might be in like a an elevated like the espresso mm. is it's like a mocha chocolate chip mm. cookie. Yeah, tiramisu cookie. That's that's what I'm immediately coming to I was mind. Leaning in like cup, uh, not cupcake muffin mm. territory. Who is a celebrity? would be like, you know what sweets need? Caffeine. I'm trying to think, like, who's either tired or who thrives off of high energy? Yeah, it's basic, but caffeinated. That feels like a (laughs) genre for a lot of celebrities. Basic, but caffeinated. I can give you a hint of, um, give you a celebrity hint. Uh, I would say, let's take it to space. An astronaut? <laughs> Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> Buzz is Buzzy Baked Goods. I love the idea of a Buzzy Buzzy Baked Good. <laughs> so you're not far off with the baked good. This is cappuccino muffins from a one miss from a one miss William Shatner. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay. I love that. I love that. I just think it's so funny because I don't think of um, William Shatner or Billy Shat as a um, as a baker per no. se. Specifically, a muffin man. If he was going to be a pastry, pastry, I feel like it would be like a scone. Like it would be. Well, a and it should be like Spock scones. Like that's not even Star Trek themed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know. Well, to get into space, you have to to do those early shoots at. 11 a.m. You have to have yeah. your caffeinated muffins. And I, I prefer a cookie because then you could like grab the cookie in the ha- in the strek- in the trekkie <sighs> handhold. Like a muffin, no. muffin is can't no, it's do so that. soft. You'll chop it and you'll scissor it in half. I'm into that, uh, but I like Buzzy Buzz's uh, Buzzy muffins. I like that. That needs to be opened right. in LA. Stabbed. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, where are you at? All right. Um, okay, on to the next recipe. We have elbow macaroni, garlic powder, celery salt, mayonnaise, uh, finely diced green bell pepper, finely diced celery, diced red onions, optional, <laughs> uh, chopped fresh parsley, salt and pepper, and a dash of cayenne pepper, also optional. It's giving macaroni salad. I won't, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be ageist. It does remind me of like, you know, the thing that your yeah. grandma brings to like the summer barbecue. So I feel like it might, but maybe this is a, a, a refresh. The cayenne pepper, someone young was like, you know what needs to be innovated upon? Macaroni salad. I also like the optional because it's telling us that this person is spicy on occasion, mm-hmm. but not always. I feel like it could be like Martha Stewart. She's spicy on occasion, but not mm-hmm. always. I can give you a hint for the celebi yes. here. Love a good okay. hint. Think it's all in the family. All in the family? Oh, is it um, Dom Toretto? The guy, uh, Vin Diesel. Mm. 
plays Dom Toretto. Because he's all about family. All about family. (laughs) My mind went to like the Kardashians, like some like bigger celebrity family. Mm, That doesn't know how to cook. Chris Jenner is like she's like yeah it's 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 Kendall trying to cut the celery like she did with the was it the yep. cucumber yeah and and then Chris is like no we're it's homemade it's family okay so is this Kardashian Jenner barbecue or is this Fast and the Furious tailgate that's really our question here <gasps> oh my god the existential question I don't think the Jenner private chefs would be making this I think this is Fast and the Furious we're going Vinny. Vinny D's Max Al. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Lock it in. So yet again, you guys are kind of on point with the recipe. This is macaroni salad from the Wahlbergs. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So can you get this as a side at Wahlberger? I think you should be able to. I just love the idea that, like, the optional is depending on, like, which son is eating it. Like, Mark Wahlberg might want cayenne. Donnie might want red onion. The other one doesn't want any of it. Yeah. There's a third? Aren't there three? I I didn't know that. Aren't there, like, a billion of them? I I feel like celeb families, there's always one lost (laughs) sibling. Yeah. There's always one bonus Jonas. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We have one more or two more recipes. Um, Okay. The ingredients of this are EVOO, some extra virgin olive oil, a medium white onion chopped, medium zucchini chopped, water, chicken bouillon cube, salt, black pepper, rigatoni, half of a lemon, and grated, grated Parmesan, and a pinch of red pepper flakes i feel like i have to defer to the italian it's anthony go for it (laughs) i want to i kind of want to guess the person because you you said evoo my first guess is rachel ray i do love (laughs) rachel ray i think that actually brooke we may have made this recipe via tiktok (gasps) oh yeah. I, it's the Stanley Tucci's favorites. Uh, See, Sinos, because he, he cooked it. I, I, I was just like, it looks too complicated. It looks too complicated. Although I think his was a spaghetti, though. You said it was this Rigatoni. was rigatoni. 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 Stanley Ooh. Tucci does have a zucchini or courgette, if you're fancy. Uh, he has a courgette yeah. pasta that is quite is quite good. Mm. So who's like trying – Who's who is – who was inspired by Stanley Tucci's recipe, but was like, it can't be linguine. It's got to be rigatoni. Rachel Ray. Maybe Rachel Ray. <laughs> I know. I feel like I gave you a bit of a red herring there, mm. Anthony, I have to say. EVOO is just in my in my vernacular. I, I grew up on 30-minute oh, okay. meals, baby. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Mm. I got it. Stanley Tucci is married to Emily Blunt's sister. Mm. So this is oh. John Krasinski's. Linguini's too fancy. Rigatoni is easier for my mouth muscles. So John Krasinski's like, hey, brother-in-law, this is my take on your recipe. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so you're thinking a John Krasinski... What? <laughs> what do you call a just a pasta with vegetables in it? Pasta primavera. Pasta primavera. Uh, it, it's a li- something a little Under. different, but I like the journey we went on here. Okay. This is uh, zucchini bolognese from Meghan Markle. Oh, very Italian. Is this from what was 
what was her uh like fake celebrity blog yes site? she had it before she was like a, a famous right. royal um she had a food blog and she made this um zucchini bolognese and i think it's like she called it like super sexy zucchini bolognese because you have to like <laughs> boil the zucchini down so much that it becomes cr- like really creamy. Wow. So the zucchini is a stand in for meat in this? I think scenario? it's a stand in for like cream, like, or like a, like a thickening oh. agent or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Last cooked and booked. All right. We have a head of cabbage. A medium onion, carrot, minced or grated, uh, bell pepper, sweet pickle juice, white vinegar, dill pickles, mayonnaise, sugar, salt and pepper. Coleslaw. Coleslaw. Very 100%. strong. I'm, I'm putting all my chips in for coleslaw. 100%. All, all my coleslaw. dill pickle chips are in yeah. for the coleslaw. <laughs> but yeah. This just sounds like a coleslaw mm-hmm. recipe. I'm trying to figure out what's the what what's the twist here. I mean, that is celebrities though. They don't really. They're just like this is my recipe, and it's not really a twist. It's just their like we said contribution to society. Mm-hmm. The only thing that stands out as a little different is the pepper. Like I wouldn't pepper. make slaw with pepper. So mm-hmm. a salad. Is there any celebrities? Sort of, uh... The celebrities that are big and ba- big, big red pepper big fans. <laughs> They'd be like, "This is my Tex-Mex coleslaw because mm. I put bell the red hot chili peppers." Mm. Yes, Anthony. Anthony Kiedis? What's his name? Anthony Kiedis. Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> my hint will be so bell pepper. Think the like uh, a southern bell. Mm. Okay, Miley Cyrus. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Related Dolly Parton, Miley Cyrus, Kelly Pickler. (laughs) She. (laughs) I like that she's like it's got to have pickles. (laughs) Wait, is she American Idol? Who is American Idol? Like season seven or something? Early season. I'm dating myself. (laughs) But like, she didn't win. But everyone like she was a bombastic, like bigger than larger than life personality. So I think she did like some spinoff. Yeah, her slogan was "Pick Pickler." <laughs> I kind of want this just for the pun. I want it to be her slaw. Yeah, Kelly Pickler's sweet pickle pepper coleslaw. Ooh, yeah. All right, that it's a tongue. It's a tongue twister. That's pretty good. Um, I will say, Brooke, you did mention exactly what it was earlier. It is coleslaw from a one Miss Dolly Parton. Wow! Woo! Wow! Iconic. Well and she's well a sweetie. I think we have four new recipes we have to try. We have some sides with a macaroni salad. We have Meghan Markle's super sexy zucchini bolognese. And then for dessert slash breakfast, we have cappuccino muffins from William Shatner. We need to do podcast reunion summer cookout. (gasps) All Mm -hmm. these will be prepared. Oh, that's a fantastic Mm -hmm. idea. And we know y'all are slaw people. We know it. So on to our next game. So this game is uh, kind of all about what Brooke and I talked about, which was musical theater. Um, and we all know here that we have a fond connection to the game Bop or Flop on TikTok um, from a one Miss mm-hmm. Cyrus Ferguson producer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if we could legally say Bop or Flop. 
So I have rebranded it <laughs> Overture or Underture. <laughs> Just as quickly. Uh, our, our lawyers will be okay with that. Okay, good. Okay, phew. So I'm going to give you guys some like th- musical theater slash theatery things. And you have to tell me if you're Overture for them, yes, or Underture for them, no. And I, tr- I tried to be as not inside baseball as I could, but there's some that are inside baseball. So all of you just go with whatever you're feeling in the moment, you know? I like that you used a sports metaphor <laughs> to appeal to It's very Broadway inclusive. Game. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Overture or underture? First one, dressing up for the theater. Overture, underture. Overture. Overture. 100%. I very much enjoy dressing up. I do think it depends if you're going to like a matinee versus mm. an evening performance. Mm-hmm. I think the matinee is a little little harder, but for the evening, the night, the night of the theater. Ugh. We're doing gloves. We're doing a boa. We're doing jewelry. I mean, yes, all the above. I think that the inspiration is Jennifer Coolidge in White Lotus season two going to the opera. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the... With um the the evil gaze like that's the inspiration like that's the the level that i want to get back to the glamour of the theater cyrus that's just us going to the grocery store come on (laughs) exactly i was gonna gonna say it per the feeling your way on the grocery store or like the main character moment if i'm like dressed cute or like in slight like what's the word when you're like disney bounding like you're slightly mm-hmm. nodding toward yep. the style of the show <gasps> i'm always like i'm the main character when they're like oh no our christine is down that girl in row five will definitely take over her spots is anyone here a soprano with curly brown hair that girl's wearing a white lace top she'll do <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. It's definitely that was definitely me at the Hyam concert, Anthony. Um, yeah. where I was like, Oh, do they need someone to sing the Uwas at like Want You Back or something? <laughs> like any of those songs. I was like, Well, oh, because I'm here. Like, uh, that is me every single time I go to a concert or a show. Yeah, I can do it. Put me in coach, which is also a sports reference. It's like, don't dress for the part for the audition, but dress for the part to go to the theater. Because <laughs> you never know who will be there to cast you. You never know. You never know. Dress for the job you want. Yeah. Uh, Literally. That's good. Okay, so we're overture on that. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, I think I already know Brooke's opinion on this, but putting a celebrity into a Broadway musical. Overture, underture. <sighs> I feel like we should let Anthony answer first because Sai mm. knows my feelings. <laughs> I okay. I would say overture, mm-hmm. just to throw in a curveball. Tell me more. Um, I don't know. I think like <laughs> sometimes that gets more people to come and check it out and see. Hey, like, what's is the story good? You know, the cast can always be recasted, but throw in a celebrity just to get some eyes on the show. Let me give the middle of the theater aisle opinion here. I think it's in general a underture, except if the celebrity is a theater performer. Mm-hmm. Like if they started in the theater, then became a celeb and are returning to their roots, that's an overture. 
There you go. Yeah, I I don't want to be completely like right side of the theater row, uh, <laughs> but I think I'm somewhere with Sai and it's an underture. So I definitely, in general, I agree with Sai. I think if there's like a, an artist that really just serves the show well, like they have a background in theater, um, that's great. Like I think I've heard that Jessica Chastain in A Doll's House is like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her, like I've seen her approach to like, uh, scene work and line work and I'm like girl get it but if we're just like plugging in insert a celebrity I'm not gonna name names um but <laughs> if it's just to be like get folks butts in seats then I'm like that could have gone to someone who's just as, if not more talented and has dedicated a whole lot of their life and time and money toward this dream and I want them to have their dreams come true I agree I agree and I feel like th- uh Brooke, maybe we have to have a separate conversation here because Leah Michelle is a Venn diagram of all of these things with multiple layers. She is. So she's she's an anomaly. That could be a whole podcast episode, to be honest. I think it might have to be. I think it might be F is for Funny Girl, and I think we'll just have to dive deep into that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, we'll take that off the table, off the pod. Lots of thoughts. Lots of thoughts. All right. Our last overture or underture jukebox musicals so a musical that is like all stevie wonder songs or all the temptation songs or all tina turner songs what do we think we talked about this last night actually and anthony last was night. in present um i i think that I'm just going to put it out there. Um, the correct answer is that Mamma Mia is yes. the goat. Mm-hmm. So no comment. No, I will not take any Mamma Mia slander. <laughs> Always an overture. Always, Always an, an overture, overture with Mamma Mia. Yes. And I think, but other, but otherwise, it's a high bar. Mm-hmm. It's a high bar to me what ABBA and all them did. Mm-hmm. So I think it's often an underture. But Cy and yeah. I were saying that we enjoyed the beautiful, the Carol King musical. Yeah. That was very good. But I think that set off a dangerous precedent of like, oh, okay, one part biography, and then we have all the songs done. Let's just get this thing out here. Because we've seen a few scents that have not been as well uh, constructed as that mm-hmm. musical. And or they just don't last as long. Uh, like, yeah. I feel like I had a lot of, I didn't see it, but I was really hoping the shared musical would, because it's so, mm-hmm. thea- she's so theatrical, yeah. but it clearly didn't have the staying power. Anthony, what was your way in on this d- offline debate? Um, I'd say Overture. So one of my first shows that I saw was Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys musical wow oh. Anthony, you are one of like five people and i <laughs> barely remember what the story was but I, it was like i mean all of beach boys music is either has the words cars girls or like summer in it mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> that's kind of what i got from and like going to the beach and yeah, that's yeah yeah all i really yeah. remember is like a, there's a love story they're going to the beach working at the surf shop someone didn't like somebody else and i was like Mm -hmm. this music is great and i'm bopping (laughs) it's it's also interesting because there's sort of like two categories of a jukebox musical there's like let's follow the diva or the band Mm -hmm. through their discography like Mm -hmm. carol king like the temptations like the beach boys and then there's per the mamma mia style the let's make a narrative out of these songs Mm -hmm. which i do think is like 
I maybe appreciate that more. Yeah. My friend works as a... you like the a, new Max Martin one. Yeah. My, I was going to say one of our friends mm. works as a dresser on Anne's Juliet. Yeah. And it's just like, it's fun because at one point you, well, you know the songs, like these are songs we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And just so to see them like kind of like inserted in these kind of quirky or creative mm-hmm. ways, you're like, oh, I wanted them to do It's Gonna Buy Mine. But like, I didn't know how it was going to be incorporated. Yeah, that one was good too. There's another one. There's also a Billy Joel one, Moving Out. Moving Out. Anthony, <laughs> you are doing the deep cuts here. I am obsessed with this. Same thing though. It was just like, I just felt like I was at a Billy Joel concert. And I just yeah. waited for the songs to come. I didn't pay attention to what was happening in the story. But I think it's like there's a character named Anthony and he's <laughs> working at a grocery store saving his pennies for someday. And, <laughs> and I think Brenda and Eddie were also characters. They're still going oh. steady. That's so good. Anthony, I'm obsessed that you saw Good Vibrations because Good Vibrations in like the musical theater world is kind of this like unicorn that's like it was like the oh, biggest really? <laughs> flop. It's like the biggest flop that no one saw. The lore is that John Stamos walked out during a performance, and the, there were like five people in the audience. So the whole cast <laughs> saw him get up and leave. Oh wow! Um, oh. But apparently, like, oh my god, I'm just obsessed that you saw kind of a piece of musical theater history. I yeah, was this on Broadway or this was the I have New Jersey no auditorium of <laughs> where it was. I was just chaperoned. Into my seat. <laughs> I think it was in the city. It might have been like Radio City or something around there. But yeah, wow, uh, that's amazing. Who knew Anthony Sleeper musical theater junkie? <laughs> yeah. that's so good. It sounds like we arrived at Overture. I think I, I think we did uh, Mamma Mia Overture okay. as kind of the gold standard to hit, which. Uh, is kind of the way I go through life. So overture, underture, I think we have some perfectly tepid takes and some hot takes. I think that's great. And Cyrus, I know I will be hearing from your lawyers. Um, but if you on TikTok take overture or underture, I will know. <laughs> We're coming for you. Coming to a new TikTok show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Curtains up. All right. So our last game is uh, referencing what Anthony and I talked about. So Anthony and I were all about the Olympics in our latest episode. And uh, this game is called Going for Gold. So I have a list of some Olympic sporting events. And I would like for us to to, uh, come to a consensus on who on this call would be best in these Olympic sports. Okay, uh, and then we'll do tryouts, right, right. and then it'll, and then P- Paris twenty twenty four will be there. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. This first sport, I was surprised, is an actual sport, but it's on the first of all, the Olympic website needs to get it together because ice dancing is not on the official <laughs> Olympic um, sport list, and it's the Rude. best sport. Um, and then this sport, which I had no idea was a sport, is on it. Okay, so this first sport is called breaking or Break dancing as an Olympic sport. I I saw really? this when I was looking up stuff to talk about. <laughs> Whoa! So who here is our break dance master? I can kind of see that for Anthony. I was going to say a little, doing the thing with the legs, oh, yeah. rap, you know the. I can do it. I move. can do a, a headstand. <laughs> oh well, there you go. My party trick. Yeah. That's halfway there. <laughs> Most of it. 
I mean, what else do I need? Just put on, <laughs> just put on the Beach Boys. He's gonna <laughs> spin on his head. That's my song. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> I do wonder if Surf you get to USA. pick your song, or it's like I'm assuming it's like figure skating, where you have like certain things you have to hit. Yeah. But I wonder if you can like mm. actually do your own interpretive performance. I kind of want it to be that you don't know what the song is going to be, and then you have to like improvise oh, it, or sort of like lip sync for your life kind of thing. Ooh, that is more of the break dancing. Uh, fashion, I would say. Yeah. 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 Well, Anthony, what what is your song going to be for mm-hmm. Paris? Oh, for Paris? Um, yeah. Uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. <laughs> Break Dancing in the Moonlight. It. Notably like devoid of, of a beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, li- I like the idea of like uh, at least in every event where there's music, someone has to do a song by Paris Hilton in Paris. Like someone has to do Stars yeah. Are Blind. Um, mm. I think that would be fantastic. Is she going to hold the torch? I think she has been holding the torch for pop culture for her whole life. <laughs> but I, I do think that she's going to, um, she has to play a part in the opening ceremonies, right? Yeah. It feels like an obvious move. Yeah. Can I change my answer for my song? Yeah, what's your song? Yes. Okay, you know the ice cream man, the ice cream truck song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear it, I hear like a beat behind it. It's like Hey, hey! I think that's really good. All right, so our next sport in going for gold is badminton. So in this in this world, we're doing one on one badminton. I mean, I I love the aesthetic. I feel like. He likes the fashion. Like, I like the fashion. I love. I like. I love like t- tennis whites. Yes. Like that. Mm-hmm. That would be. I think I could. I could pull it off aesthetically. Mm-hmm. My lack of hand-eye coordination would be a challenge. Though. I was gonna say, do you guys? Is it? The, do they play badminton in the like animal Disney uh, Robin Hood? Like, do you remember mm, how they like do. Mer- oh, the, wow. I like the chicken and the yes. fox play, and I feel like I would fit into that aesthetic very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I have slightly better hand-eye coordination than side, but yeah, I think if we're trying to win, we need to put you. If it's if it's two people, if it's not the solo mitten, and it's like. Uh, like we have to have a ball Doubles. between us. Then I want it to be Sai and his tennis whites and me and my medieval <laughs> going. Yeah. Okay. So we're putting Brooke in for badminton. I think Brookie Brad Brookie yeah. badminton. I think that's good. Yeah. All right. She's a baddie. She's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. We're doing ski jumping. It's so good that I was put in for badminton because I would be so bad at this. And Sai is from Colorado, so I've he, got this. He's learned how to ski before he learned. As how a to child walk. raised on the slopes of Colorado, I'm I'm ready for this. Wait, so you? But you can you do the thing where you jump off and you're make like laying flat in the air and then going like extending as far as you can go? Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I could get off the jump. Okay. What happens from there is anyone's guess. I was thinking like the little moguls. You're saying like the like the, fl- the no, fly the... jumping like the Woo! Yeah, flying squirrel baby. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I would do it once and die. <laughs> World record. <laughs> I think with four to eight years of training, I could get there. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to end up like this whole Gwyneth Paltrow trial 
Cyrus with all the skiing. Oof. No, ma'am. I don't want to lose a half day of skiing. <laughs> no, certainly not. Or be, or be sued a dollar. <sighs> sued a dollar for jumping off too fiercely. But what would you wear, Cyrus? What would your ski outfit be for uh, Paris Olympics? I mean, I feel like it's always the it's the skin tight um, lycra full bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lycra situation. And I'd want to go, I mean, if you're going to go skin tight like right, you need to go the full mile, like full American flag. Wow. Like, like it needs to be, just make it camp. Yeah. Make it go all the way. Like, like blades of glory, but, (laughs) yeah. But the ski, the ski edition. I like the idea of it being like, like that, but it's like all mirror disco ball so that when you get up there, it's just, and you basically become Sailor Moon. Oh yeah! That was oh. <laughs> Wait, cut the light cross, Sailor Moon costume, yes. disco ball. If someone could figure out how to do a um, uh, like a reveal, like an outfit change mid jump, come on, style points. Yeah, I think that's pretty fantastic. Ugh, I love this. So we each have our sports. Well, okay, what could you see me excelling at um, in an Olympic situation? First thing that came to mind was dressage. Like I want to see good. you with just a beautiful Very horse. Very good. Very good. Anthony and I talked about dressage on our podcast. And I, I posted the video of um Anthony, you you asking if um the the riders get the rings tattooed on their arm. Like <laughs> and someone responded that yes, they do. No and <laughs> And that there are matching horse rider tattoos. They tattoo the horse? I don't know what they do to the horse, but this person was (laughs) very adamant that there is a matching branding on a human and their dressage horse. It's intense. Someone call call PETA. Someone call PETA, yeah. That is intense love of the Olympics and dressage. I love that. Okay, let's just make it like a stamp. Maybe it's a stamp. It's not branding. It's just like, it's a stamp. It's a little like, it's like a temporary, temporary. tattoo. So I will take on <laughs> dressage and I will I will ethically get a matching temporary <laughs> tattoo. Yes. Maybe an airbrush yeah. moment um, with, yes. with, with my horse. horse. <laughs> Named. Named Betty Buckley. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so we are coming to the end of this whole season finale. Thanks, guys, for wrapping out this fun season. It's been 26 episodes because that's how many letters are, of course, in the alphabet. Uh, But, you know, there are topics galore. So for next season, obviously, I'm going to invite all of you back to talk about existential things, real things, Meghan Markle, Zucchini, Bolognese. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, But before we go, uh, can we quickly get all of your social medias of where everyone can find you? Let's start with Brooke. I'm pretty sure I'm just at Brooke Brazier on Instagram and on TikTok. I am at Brooke and LaKitty because I accidentally during the pandemic made viral (laughs) cat parodies. I was shocked when I came across this, like truly viral cat parodies. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. Great content. She's consistent. She's consistent. (laughs) Yes. Cyrus, what you got? I'm at Cyrus Ferguson on TikTok. If that's not banned by the time that this airs. And at Cyrus.Library on Instagram because someone's sitting on my name. So if you know that person, reach out. <laughs> Let's get him. And Anthony? 
And my Instagram is at janimationofficial. It's animation with a J in front of it. Official. Yes. And you'll see Anthony's hair transformation on Mm -hmm. there. Long locks to this this tight New Jersey cut. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to remind anyone listening that they can follow us in this podcast at omdqpod on TikTok and Instagram. And asking always to leave us a rating and review anywhere you get your podcast because it really helps us out. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for rounding this out. Love you. Bye. Bye. Congrats. Bye. Bye.